It's time for your daily cards. Joe Roderick and Bob Ramsey bring you your weekday Cardinals news and notes right here on Claves Online. Presented by Munganast, St. Louis Acura, and Royal Banks of Missouri. Here's Joe and Rammer. And it's June 21st. Welcome on in to Daily Cards here on ClavesOnline.com. I am Joe Roderick, joined alongside by Bob Ramsey. And we are presented by Munganass St. Louis Acura and Royal Banks of Missouri. Rammer, the Cardinals this past weekend went into a struggling Atlanta Braves uh, team. They were five games under 500, and the Braves took three of four from the Cardinals. And a lot to unpack from this past weekend. You had another very bad start from Carlos Martinez. Another special, I guess, is a good way of putting it, start from Adam Wainwright. Yeah. And a lot of other stuff to kind of look at and and discuss. You know, two of your starts were pretty darn good. One was horrific, and the other one was by Kim was eh. Uh, So, you know, so what does that tell you? You're around a 500 club, and that's where the Cardinals are, and that's not good enough. No, I mean, every, yeah. everything you need to know about the team was laid out for you in that four-game series. The offense is not good. We knew that going back to last year. I mean, this is not news. We're just rehashing the same stuff, and it is not news. The offense is not good enough. Defense is pretty good. Pitching, went, if you had your whole roster – we were all very happy with pitching, but we see that there wasn't the depth we had hoped in pitching. Position players, you started with no depth, then you get injuries. Now you you have guys on your roster that are not big leaguers. Yeah, you, you don't, you're still waiting. And really, I mean, when we sit here now and we sit here and talk about what's yet to come, what what's still... I guess on the injured list, uh, what what you can look at is, is coming to help at some point. That That's not that big of a list right now. You're talking Harrison Bader as far as outfielders go, as far as hitters go. And pitching-wise, everybody that you would hope for seems to be very far away outside of right. Jordan Hicks, where you no, don't know, right. or not Jordan Hicks, I'm talking, I'm, I'm sorry, Jack Flaherty, where you expect him maybe back in a few weeks. But then when you're looking at, at Hicks, at Hudson, at Michaelis, you're talking months, not not just maybe a couple of weeks for for those guys. So you do have to start looking at the outside. We we talked Wade LeBlanc was was just signed. He came in and and kind of just put out the fire this uh, this past weekend. They they threw him out there. He lowered his ERA significantly from what what it was with the Orioles, and they they got another guy down in the minor leagues. But they're there are not a whole lot of options within the organization right now. And, and John Mozalek uh, had a chance to speak to Derek Gould during the postponed uh, day off on Saturday. And if you go and you read the article in the post-dispatch that Derek, uh, Derek wrote about, there's a lot of telling things that were said in, uh, in that. And I think it, it does kind of show that Mo is very aware that, this team is not just a few guys getting healthy away from, from being good, that they're going to need to go out and get help for the guys that aren't producing. Well, gosh, you would hope he's aware. Yeah, yeah, but I I think there, there's a misconception amongst Cardinal fans that Mo is just going to sit and wait for players to get better. 
where well, I think fair. that well, based on his history, that's fair. Is it is it him waiting for players to get better, or is it Mo waiting to see how the market shakes out as opposed to being the one that goes in there and demands and kind of sets the tone for what the market is? Well, he's been the GM for what close to 15 years now, the head of things. I know Gersh is technically the GM now. How often has he done your second point? Set the market. How often? Uh, hey, let me save time because we don't want to be here all day. The answer is zero. That's not his style. His style is patience. C cards, no pun intended, close to the vest. And more years than not, it works. I'm not being critical. I'm just stating the facts. It, more often than not, it works. But when he went in with a shallow talent level this year and things went south because of injuries, that style is exposed. So the real question is, we're rehashing history. The question is, what do you do now? And that was a, a question that was asked of him. And Derek went as far as to not only talk about trades or free agents, but talk about the coaching staff. And one, and that's, you know, when you look at, at one of the things that Derek points out in the article, this is a team that is not very good at getting on base offensively and not very good at giving away free passes pitching wise. It is that they are first in walks, last in on-base percentage. That's not good. That's not going to win. The, the fact that they're around 500 is kind of shocking when you well, throw numbers like that out there for, for um, this. I don't blame you or anyone else for not listening to me. I get that. But I've been telling you that for two years. That this isn't new. This isn't news. We, we've known this all along. Right. And, and one of the things Mo said is that he likes the coaching staff. They believe in what they're doing. He says, I do think at some point we may have to do something different, not saying change coaches, maybe mix up the lineup, maybe do something in a different manner. I don't know where, what he means by saying, do something in a different manner. I, I don't yeah, think they're interview and don't say anything. Super. Yeah. But, but to go out there and I, I don't use And I think there are some teams where, the front office dictates the dictates what the lineup is. I think it's very clear that there are teams that that happens with. I don't know where the Cardinals fall into that. I don't know if I it is no Schilt a hundred percent or how much it is. And I, but I think it, that's hard to say. It, it really is hard to kind of figure that out where how the lineup is built. But to even talk about mixing up the lineup, I, I think then that starts to spin the wheels. Okay, what do you mix up? What do you do? Is Tyler O'Neill a potential leadoff hitter? Is that something that you you look at doing? Um, where does Edmund well, go from there? Is well, if, so but you you jump you kind of you kind of jumped your checkers over a space there. You're suggesting leadoff is an issue, which I think it is. But that's what you're saying. Yeah, you well, you've talked many times, and I and I just pointed out with the stat too about the on base percentage. Tommy Edmund either is is hot with the bat hitting or he's not getting on base he doesn't walk i i don't blame people again for this that's what we should subtitle the show i don't blame <laughs> you for not listening but comma uh i've been telling people all along when tommy hits he's a great leadoff man but he doesn't do enough of other ways of getting on base in particular walks that when he's not hitting and nobody hits every day 
nobody gets two hits a day. Nobody in the history of the game. It just doesn't happen. So um, we had hoped that he would fill in those gaps by being patient and drawing walks. So you say, okay, let's, let's move him out of the leadoff spot. That's fine with me. Then who leads off? The only other guy that's got an on-base percentage that is legit for a leadoff is Carlson. That's okay with me. So you shift things around. I, I'm, I'm fine with that. Um, I don't think O'Neill is because if the reason you're moving Edmund is on base percentage, then that rule should also apply to O'Neill. Also, he's the one guy, despite my shock, and, and I've tipped my cap and, and done my mea culpas about it, he is, he is a guy that has made a metamorphosis of his hitting style. Hey, he should be hitting third. There's no doubt about it. And you've brought that up too about where where he should hit and how they should go about mo- moving the lineup around. If you didn't have names like Arenado and Goldschmidt already there at the three and four spot, maybe it would look a uh, a lot different than what it does right now. So if you go, let me interrupt real quick, Joe. If you want to go by the numbers today, and I'm not looking at them, so you, I could stand corrected. Carlson leads off. Goldschmidt's on base is low, but he does have a history of knowing the strike zone throughout his career, and he's hit two a lot. You could give that a try. O'Neill third, Arnado fourth. Then, though, where's your power, though? Then Probably you go back to Molina five because he's still been capable and driven in runs. Then six, seven, eight are kind of, eh, eh. So do you want to pack your offense in the first half and – go with a wing and a prayer in the second half, or do you do the thing that that trendy thing of not trendy, the great thing of being able to lengthen a lineup. So do you lengthen it or do you pack your guys that are hitting up top? Pick your poison. And as for me, I would, I would go with O'Neill one Edmund two and move Carlson down to the fifth spot. And well, who's gonna, maybe, who's gonna drive maybe ask him to be more who, of a power hitter. Who's going to drive in runs for you. I miss that. that. That's where you're asking. That's where you're asking your big money guys of uh, Arenado and Goldschmidt to to step up and do that, like they've been doing. That, that's why I said you you are asking them to step up but, and do that. But the guy who is producing, you move out of the production spot, and he has a and he's not an on base guy. Again, there there are a lot of issues, and I'm hoping over the next two weeks we don't just see a record improve because you're facing bad teams and then think all these problems go away. I I think you cannot let what happens the next two weeks, which again, I'm, I'm, I'm assuming right now I, I, I have to go back. I have to go find my tweet rammer whereby predicted that starting today or starting tomorrow would be a 13 game winning streak for the, uh, for the Cardinals, because this is their stretch right now where they, they really can turn it on and, put themselves in a very good position, if not in the NL central, but in the wild card, because you have two games against the uh, Tigers, four against the pirates, three against the diamondbacks, four against the Rockies. You have 13 games against very, very bad baseball teams who very well could be looking at the Cardinals coming in and going, this team gets shut out every other day. I can't wait to face them. So it's, you know, we're sitting here, acting like they're, you know, they're, they're terrible where they could be looking and going, Hey, you know what? We could beat this. Uh, we could beat this Cardinal team. 
I think with the with the roster as it stands right now, the Cardinals would be fortunate to go eight and five in that stretch. God, that would that that would not bode well for August and September if that's uh, if that happened. I think eight and five. I, I just if you're asking me to set a number, you set a number, and we'll we'll put a milkshake bet on it. I just don't see. I don't know. I don't know how you do better than eight and five. Right. I, 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 they, 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 I'm just, I'm sitting here and I think that's a very pessimistic way to look at it. I'm going to be uh, more of the optimist and I'm going to say 11 and two is, is what I'm, I'm expecting out of this, but I'm still, you know what? I've already set it out there though. So I'm expecting a 13 game winning streak. That would be fun. It it really would. I'll start really would. I'll start wearing my Cardinal hat more. I'll, I'll start and carrying around my old uh, 1964 World Championship Cardinal pennant on the little stick, and I'll start waving it around. I'll bring it up with Claves when we do the show today at uh, at noon, and uh, see uh, see what his reaction is to me calling for a 13 game winning streak for oh, the uh, for the Redbirds. I've known I've known Mike since 1986. I'm pretty comfortable in, in guessing what he'll be saying. He'll give me a very, very big eye roll there on camera. That's that I know for sure is uh, is going to happen. Probably somewhere in between him pointing out that John Gant got a haircut. That's that's what I am expecting from uh, from him. So tonight against the lefty, I guess Sosa goes in at second. Tomorrow, base tomorrow. Again. they're off off, off sorry, Monday, yeah, off Monday night, and then it's and then uh, then the, yeah the stretch after that. So tomorrow, tomorrow. a full preview of the uh, the Detroit yeah. Tigers in this two-game series before they come back to uh, Bush. And looking for those little rays of sunshine, Sosa is, is not as hot as he originally started. People have gotten a book on him, but I kind of like Sosa. He's doing, a, he's doing a fair job. Is he an answer to any of the problems? Mm, not really, but he's uh, acquitted himself well. He's, 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 I think he's a big league player. He's doing okay. All right. He's Bob Ramsey. I'm Joe Roderick. And Rammer, before we get out of here, a word from our friends at Royal Banks. Royal Banks of Missouri, where better service means better banking. Hey, folks, don't forget, Royal Banks, um, as they grow, they never lose touch of who they are and, more importantly, who you are. The hometown feel at every branch is very important to Royal Banks and their brand. They want to help you individually achieve your financial goals. You'll find out what I'm talking about. If you make a call, get a personal banker, uh, 314-212-1500 or online to royalbanksofmo.com. They will be there for you, whether it's simply opening a, uh, opening a checking account or a home equity credit line or a new mortgage. It's Royal Banks where better service means better banking. Member FDIC and equal housing lender. He's Bob Ramsey. I'm Joe Roderick. We have been presented by Munganass St. Louis Acura and Royal Banks of Missouri right here. Daily cards each and every weekday on ClabesOnline.com. With over 500 vehicles in stock, St. Louis Acura has one of the best inventories in the Midwest. We sold a record 214 cars in April and want to break that record in May. Our customers have always been our number one priority. That's why we are the nation's only 29-time Acura Precision Team winner for customer satisfaction. We offer free vehicle pickup and delivery to your home or office. St. Louis Acura, better than ever for you.